the amount of information you can receive is limitless. It's limitless. You receive based on your soul history. So you can ask questions about literally anything. I use them for research, like for my work. Like some people go and like read articles and journals and go to libraries and stuff to research. And I go in the Akashic Records to research for my work. I'm Krati Mehra, and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy, and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness, because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Goals. This is episode number 40 and in this episode we are sharing something that has not been covered on the show so far. So I'm very excited. I'm sharing with you my conversation with Ashley Wood, an Akashic Records reader and the founder of Align Within. Now Akashic Records, for those of you unfamiliar with the concept, Akashic Records are a metaphysical, a vibrational library that contains every thought, every emotion, every experience that has ever happened to every soul that has ever existed. According to Ashley, learning to access the Akashic Records, or uh, to put it in a more approachable, more accessible context, learning to access the soul guidance, learning to commune with your soul, can help you grow in many ways. It can help you find healing, build better relationships, find happiness, build success. It can help you become more intuitive and by even trying to attempt this practice or what Ashley shares during the conversation, I feel like your soul can become sharper. Like how certain exercises can tone our bodies. Uh, if you have blurry vision, you put on your glasses, everything comes into focus. I think that's what spiritual practices do to your soul. Developing spiritual tools can bring the world, your life, your inner self into focus. And Akashic Records are particularly fascinating uh, because they have so much to offer to anybody willing to dive in with faith and focus. Now, Ashley explains the concept wonderfully um, and also shares how we can access these records on our own and how we can strengthen our soul so that it becomes a resource just like mental toughness, physical strength, and emotional resilience. So I'm hoping that this episode will push you a little bit further into that direction will encourage you to explore your soul guidance, explore spirituality, and learn more about Akashic Records and what they can do for you. Now, a little bit more about our guest. Ashley Wood began working with the Akashic Records in 2018. She provides one-to-one Akashic Record readings to clients all over the world. She also has a podcast and an Instagram channel dedicated to sharing her experiences and educating people on Akashic Records. Ashley believes that her purpose in this life is to modernize the Akashic Records for the 21st century, to make them well-known, approachable, and less esoteric, and to present them for what they are, a tool for when you want to show up as your highest self. I will let Ashley share the rest, so let's dive in. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show and giving me this opportunity to learn from you and my listeners as well get to learn from you through this episode, which is so great. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a true honor. I'm really excited for our conversation. So for someone who's completely unfamiliar with Akashic Records about this line, like I know there's another course that you have on your website. It's a relatively new course, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and I would love to know about that. I would love to know how you're helping people, what it's all about, and what is it that we need to know to get started? Sure. So I'll cover the Akashic Records first, and then I'll talk about the line, because although they are separate, they are also similar. So the Akashic Records, for someone who has never, ever, ever heard of this before, the Akashic Records are a metaphysical library of your soul's history. So let's break this down. We are a physical body and a soul. We know that. We're energetic beings. I mean, we feel emotion. Emotion is energy. We are energetic beings that live in this physical container for a short period of time and then transition and move into another physical experience of some kind. So if you think of every experience your soul has ever had, 
Perhaps there have been hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe tens of thousands. Our souls move through multiple experiences. Every experience your soul has ever had and every emotion your soul has ever felt within those experiences. Subtle, subtle, even subconscious emotions that last for like half a second feelings in the body. That is an energetic communication. And every single emotion the soul has ever felt is imprinted into the Akashic Records. So the Akashic Records are a complete library of the soul. And if you think of even just today, the amount of emotions you have felt, maybe joy, maybe fatigue, maybe frustration, maybe questioning, maybe worry, maybe love, maybe peace, like those are just words as well in the English language. I know many languages around the world can elaborate even more on emotions than English because it's an energy. Like we put a word to it to try and describe it. But if you think of all of the things that you have felt even just in one day, and then imagine over infinite lifetimes, you can understand how limitless the Akashic records are in receiving information. Now, when I say that they are a metaphysical library, it does not mean that they are physical. It doesn't mean this is a library or an encyclopedia that you can hold and experience on the physical plane. They are metaphysical. They are energetic. Now, this is where sometimes some people who are new can get lost and think, well, how do I receive an energetic library? I don't understand. So you and I are on a call right now, and this is working. You're in India, and I'm in Canada, and this is working based on waves. We're connecting because of waves. So our emotions are also waves. The energy of us, they're also waves. So when you connect into a frequency that is the Akashic Records, that is the divine energy that runs through you, and you can connect into this in depth um, in the Akashic Records by reciting a prayer, which every word in the prayer, and it's a prayer that I've channeled. There are many, many prayers. The prayer that I teach is one that I channeled from my Akashic Records called the Prayer of the New World. And they are words that are strung together to create a sound frequency. And if you want to imagine that sound frequency like a keypad access into this realm, into this energy. This energy, the Akashic Records of all souls that have ever walked this plane, other plane, like all souls that have ever existed. And I mean, we even trying to think of that is, is beyond human capacity. <laughs> yeah. They all exist up in the star cluster, the Pleiades. And we can see the star cluster from all corners of the earth. Every single country can see the Pleiades star cluster. Now, where I live in the Northern Hemisphere, they just came back into the sky because they're a fall, winter, spring star cluster. In the summer here, they can be viewed in the southern hemisphere in the world. Where you live, um, you can probably see them right now too at night, depending on light pollution, depending on where you are. Um, the Pleiades star cluster is like the energetic soul library. So the Akashic records are all stored there. That is a basic rundown of what they are. Now, when you okay. say this prayer to enter the Akashic records and you enter them, the amount of information you can receive is limitless. It's limitless. You receive based on your soul history. So you can ask questions about literally anything. I use them for research, like for my work. Like some people go and like read articles and journals and go to libraries and stuff to research. And I go in the Akashic records to research for my work. Right. Um, you can also enter the Akashic Records for a group of people. You can read for other people. So I used to, oh, I still do it now. I've just started my practice again, but read for other people. You can read for animals. You can read for countries. You can read for buildings. You can read for homes, structures, trees, anything that holds an energetic imprint, which is everything you can open yeah. an Akashic Record for and learn a deeper soul history. Now, should I pause there? Do you have any questions or should I go into what the line is? Yeah, I do have a question. Like you sure. say that we can say this prayer and we can access these records, but does it matter? Like if you're a believer, if you're religious, if you have like a very cluttered energy or that any of that, does that matter? No. 
so the Akashic records are not religious. Like it's not of a course, religious, it's the soul. Okay. So you can be practicing any type of religion or spirituality and uh, practice and, and experience this and, mm -hmm. and move through it because you are knowing yourself on a deeper level. And it is really just deepening that connection and relationship with yourself. Um, now, if you have very cluttered energy and you're very distracted and, and yeah. I mean, you don't have to be um, like a experienced practicing meditation, like, like stillness, <laughs> but you do need to be able to calm your mind enough to okay. enter into this space. If your mind is so racy, you're not going to be able to quiet in and receive because it's energetic, right? Like yeah. when you enter in the records and you start to receive, it's coming through as energetic guidance, energetic messages. And if your mind is scattered and all over the place and you're just starting, that could be very difficult to receive okay. these messages as they come through. So we teach, I teach, but my company Align Within, like we have so many different courses and one of them is how to read the Akashic Records with the pinnacle. The pinnacle are the Pleiadian energies that I work with and they're the ones who are essentially like the librarians of the Akashic Records, like the gatekeepers of the records. They determine how the energy is shared, what comes through. So we do have a course on how to teach that, but also so many courses on how to come back home to yourself, come back into your space, your inner home, your inner compass, your heart, your messages, especially in a time now in the world that is so loud, there's so much distraction and there's so much happening, how to turn down that noise and come home back to yourself so you can receive this guidance. Okay, so it's not as easy as, you know, as you said, like pressing buttons on a keypad, but it can be if you focus and if you can just like clear your mind and tune into that space. Yes. Yes. Okay. And it is something that we are all born with. So this is where the line comes in. When okay. I started working with the Akashic Records back in 2018, and that came to me by following messages and whatnot, I came to the records and that's a story in itself. But when I started working with them, from the moment that I started, I was told you will be modernizing the Akashic Records because the Akashic Records have been around since souls began to take physical form. Like Civilizations around the world have been accessing the Akashic Records in a multitude of different ways. Like They have been used a lot in, in India, actually, for thousands and thousands of years. So this isn't a new practice. But I was told you'll be modernizing the Akashic Records and creating an approach to them that is less esoteric, more inviting, more familiar, something that people can resonate with. Because also, for years and years and years, they were only allowed to be accessed by men and men that were in higher positions within religious organizations and I don't know how far back this goes in history, but the fact that we can all just access them now and that I teach it and like th this is quite new and especially as a woman that I teach it, like it's, it's quite new. So, and not new as in like last year, but new as in like within the couple hundred years. Yes. And so when it came through for me that I would be modernizing the Akashic records and making them more approachable and, and understandable and relatable and, and less esoteric, I thought, well, like, how am I going to do that? I didn't understand. But of course, we don't know the soul path. And when we try to figure it out and control it, we don't, it doesn't work out very well. So I surrendered and just allowed it to flow through. And it came piece by piece by piece over a few years. And I kept receiving a line, a line, a line. I was like, what is this line that they're talking about? And then I learned of course, through messages and working and whatnot, that we all have this line within our body. It's like a white frequency, like a white crystal, like think of a white crystal okay. through the body. Yes. Um, and this line comes from the Pleiades, from where the Akashic Records exist and come through the body. It enters the body at the crown of the head, runs down the midline of the body and goes into the earth beneath our feet. We are receiving messages through this line from our Akashic records 
24 hours a day, seven days a week from the moment we took our first breath. So when you hear the words intuition, gut feeling, inner knowing, that that's all language to describe the same thing. I call them messages. It's language to describe the same thing. And all of that information is coming from the Akashic Records. It is the guidance of your soul history moving through you, guiding you in your highest alignment through this life. And at the same time, you're still experiencing having emotions. You're writing your Akashic record at the same time. So it's this infinite energetic exchange. So the difference between actually entering the records, like with the prayer and having a practice and sitting in stillness, it looks like almost like meditation receiving and receiving through the line, is that the line is kind of like you're getting like little droplets of water on the crown of your head, like little messages, one, two, three, four. Of course, it's happening way faster than this. It's happening simultaneously all the time. If you think of how many decisions you make in a day, how many, like all of this, there's guidance on alignment, not alignment, but we can be neutral. We don't have to judge if we're in alignment. If we're not in alignment, we're not supposed to be perfect. And in alignment all the time, it's a practice. We're learning. So we receive these messages all the time, all the time, all the time. But they're coming as little droplets, very subtle, 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 subtle. And as we um, receive them, it's like steps down this path. We're just getting one step at a time. When we're in the Akashic Records, we can open it up and receive an infinite amount of information on one particular thing. So let's say you get a message on one thing and you're like, I want to do this one thing. I'm receiving this guidance to create this project. And so I want to create this project, but where do I start? I don't even know. You sit in meditation, you do what we teach align activation to open that awareness. You're still not getting as much. It's, it's just not there. And you want to go deeper. So then you can go into the Akashic records and ask, may I have more guidance on this? Like I need a little bit more. And you'll most likely get so much more information. It's like you're just receiving so much more. But we are always in connection with this frequency. This is the line that's running through us. Always, 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 always in connection with it. Everyone is. Even if you are so, so energetically cluttered and distracted and yeah. just not living a life in alignment, not living a life connected to yourself, I know people like this and even people like this will tell me, I just had this like gut feeling. Like I just knew that I was supposed yeah. to do this. Like if you are alive, you're receiving. If you are alive, you are receiving. And it just depends on how open you are, how much you have surrendered, how much space you have created on how much um, information you will receive. Right. This is so, so incredible. And yeah, I, I, I have to say, like, I am, even though you said it's not religious, but I am religious. I have been praying since I was a kid. And my mom had this, like, she fed us this idea over and over again. She told us constantly that if you're ever completely lost and you just don't know how to make sense of whatever is going on in your life and what path to take, listen to your soul. Even though we were kids, we didn't quite know what it means. But for I think for me, it became like conversation with God, like I'm talking to God through my soul and or like it's stuff like that, like when you meditate and when you go really like you have this completely you clear out your mind completely and you your it feels like your energy is actually connected to the sky and to the earth. I think yes. perhaps that is what we experience during those moments, what you are describing yes. right now. And it feels yes. amazing. And when you come out of those and those sessions, I, you know, they're rare. They, they don't happen all the time. Like I meditate every day, but not every day is like that. But like maybe when I have slept well, when I've had like a, you know, had a good day, then when I sit down and I meditate and it's there, I can feel it. I can feel all the guidance flowing through me and things start to make sense. So maybe we are accessing those Akashic records without even realizing that we're doing it. Yes, absolutely. You are, you're accessing and you're your most important guide. And of course, I pray too. I pray to God. I wouldn't call myself religious because I was raised with one religion and I don't follow that anymore. But I've kind of taken from so many religions and just made my own. 
but I guess I view it as like God is an ocean, and then there are all these rivers of how you can how you can practice, and they all flow into God, the ocean. But um, they, no matter what you're practicing, no matter what religion you are or are not, or however, whatever your spiritual path looks like, your highest self is your most important guide. So your highest self is the one delivering these messages. And your highest self is essentially the most pure, energetic form of you. So your soul is not this. Your soul has shadow. Your soul carries wound. Your soul carries experience. Your soul must heal. That's why the soul takes physical form, so that the soul can experience emotion and 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 a variety of different experiences so it can move through this so the soul is not the most pure form of you it is the growing you the highest self is the most energetically pure you and that is who is feeding you this information so all these messages the way that you're able to feel i'm just covered in goosebumps <laughs> as i say this chills the way that you're able to feel this information is coming from the highest self and we all have the highest self like we all have a highest highest version of us and that is who is guiding us along this path so Everyone's accessing the records. Everyone is receiving from their highest self, no matter which, no matter which um, culture you are, which religion you are, which location you are in the world. Everyone is accessing this and receiving from this. This is so fascinating, and I think you know we had a guest on a podcast, Ryan Wise, and I asked him, you know, when you have to explain anything spiritual to people, and they they're just not on the same wavelength as you they just don't believe like there are people who don't believe in any of this yeah how do you explain it to them how do you make them understand he's like this is not my job it is not my job to make anybody yeah. understand anything you can take what you like and you can leave everything else yeah and that made so much sense to me so do have you experience of it although i guess people who approach you probably do like someone like me would approach you who already has experienced some of it at least but but do you ever like come across people who are fascinated by it but they are held back because they can't quite believe in you know in a soul energy in the soul being an entity unto itself and akashic records and all of that oh of course of course um it doesn't happen very often because i think just the energy that i hold and like the company that we are we respect you where you are at have compassion for all I'm not going to say that what I receive is the only way. We all receive in our own way. And the more we respect one another and the choices that we make and the way in which we view life, the more we are able to live in harmony with one another. And so it does not happen very often. Um, in my personal life, it has happened from time to time. Right. Um, and I just, I, I, I don't, um, I mean, I don't, in my personal life, I don't talk about this with people unless it's brought up or people ask me questions, um, especially with family. I don't really talk about this at all because family, they don't, they have their own way of living and I have my way of living and we just yeah. respect and honor that. But as a company and work-wise, um, I've gotten a few questions here and there from people just seeing like, what about science? What about this? What about that? And similar to the guests that you had, it's not my job to uh, convince people or to change yeah. their minds or to convert them. If anything, we are moving into the age of Aquarius where that way of religion is no longer in alignment, like the authoritative. And so... Yeah. Um, but I will have open conversations with people and answer questions because it starts with curiosity. And really what we teach is about getting to know yourself. It's not about getting to know something outside of you or getting to know an external energy. Like this is all within you. This is getting to know yourself and trust yourself. And the reality is, is that a lot of people on our planet 
are so disconnected from themselves and so used to looking at other people for information and other people for even just approval and even just an answer. Um, like it, it's so common that if someone has a, they're at a crossroad or they have to make a decision, they'll actually Google what did so-and-so do? Or they'll look on Instagram, well, what did that person do? And make their decision based off of that. And I know this because I get so many questions. What did you do about this? What did you do about that? Um, and so what we teach is coming home to yourself, listening to yourself, listening to that guidance within. And I mean, if we want to go down the science route, we can talk about quantum physics and the energy of science and whatnot. Yes. And I've had those yes. conversations as well. But really, when I break it down like that, that all of this work is, is coming home to yourself and listening to yourself. And when you have a question or you have something you're thinking about, take even 10 minute pause to think on it for yourself and to listen and to feel your emotions, to observe your body, to just be in yourself, be present within yourself instead of picking up your phone and texting someone right away. This just happened. What should I do? Or calling this just happened. What should I do? Take a 10 minute pause. I'm teaching my daughter right now to count to 10 seconds, to have patience, to have stillness, to have mindfulness, count to 10 seconds. Don't just yell right away. Just, just take 10 seconds as adults. We can maybe stretch that to 10 minutes. Take 10 minutes and just be still within yourself. Close your eyes. You can put your hands, like do a line activation. I can talk about that too. Um, a line activation to bring your energy in or just however, just close your eyes and come back in. Take some time, some stillness, and just listen and observe what's coming through for you before reaching out to someone else. That's what this work is, as, as yes. basic as it can be. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. Even when we, I talk about emotional management, I always tell people you need to step off that ledge of frustration and fear and guilt and anger before you make a move. Because yeah. all of the bad shit that happens in the world, fights and uh, violent crimes and any saying things that you don't mean and then breaking up relationships, all of it happens because you give into that space of pure frustration or anger or guilt or just negativity and you need like even 10 seconds as you said is enough for you to step out of that zone and into a clearer you know field of vision and just be able to make more rational choices so that makes total sense to me i will try and share articles with people where even you know teams of scientists have talked about it so i will like for the cynics in the world perhaps that would lend more credibility but you know we talk about uh, developing physical strength. We talk about developing emotional resilience, mental strength. But because, you know, soul is an independent entity of with its own energy, with its own strength, with its own resources, in fact. And I believe that when your body gives up, your mind gives up, your soul can rescue you from like the most difficult situations in life. Oh, so then to people like what would you suggest to the people listening to this episode how they can develop this energy this asset like you do with your body and your mind and your emotions it is the opposite of trying it is the act of surrendering so when we are developing mental strength which yes you actually have control on your mind and you have to develop that control and that can be done through meditation, through watching your thoughts, observing them. It's a, it's a continual practice, just like all of this. When you're strengthening your body, physical activity, maybe weight training, maybe running, maybe yoga, all kinds of things like this. When you are connecting into your soul, you do not try, you surrender. The more you try the further away you become. As you try and force, it is ego coming in. So there's the soul in the body. That's the energy. That's, that's, that's our life force, our, our prana, our soul, our, our love, our love, <laughs> our light, our love. And then there's the ego, and that's the human energy. And the ego, as I have learned in the Akashic Records, the ego lives in the root chakra, like it's our primal energy, the ego keeps us safe, the ego protects us, the ego is the reason why we have survived over 
how many millions of years. So when we want to develop a closer relationship to the soul, we must separate soul from ego. And I say separate soul from self. Self is like human, human self. Human self is conditioned to try, to work hard, to dedicate, to push, to force. And so human self is going to sit there and think, I'm going to get connected to my soul no matter what I do and push and push and push. And no matter how hard you push, you become further and further away. This is an act of surrender. And surrendering can be very scary for some people, especially if you have maintained control on your life and you have lived in that ego mindset of I'm going to control this, I'm going to be in charge, I am going to predict and determine the outcome, it is I am in charge. When we realize that our highest self is giving us messages of alignment that are more beautiful than anything we could have ever imagined, and we surrender into that, we're also surrendering into the unknown. And we're surrendering into the present moment. The present moment is where your messages are coming from, or happening. Everything's happening in the present moment. Nothing else exists. Like if you think of yesterday, that doesn't exist anymore. And tomorrow does not exist. The present moment, even tonight, um, we're in different time zones. So a couple of hours, even like 10 minutes from now, it does not exist. Right now is the only moment that is existing. And surrendering into that can be terrifying for people because you have to release control. You have to be okay with the unknown. You have to, as the pinnacles say, the energies that I channel, the Pleiadian energies I channel, they say when you are walking in the dark, but you like have the moonlight lighting your way, you can see a little bit to trust, but everything else is dark. But it is so beautiful. It is finding that beauty in the unknown, that beauty in the darkness to take those steps forward honoring the soul. So it is the exact opposite of trying. It is surrendering. And this is a practice in itself. I was meditating. My morning practice is to go down by the river by our house and I sit and I meditate there as the sun rises. And I was meditating and I had my hands like open on my on my knees and I was sitting in the cross-legged and I looked down and I I saw these like bees in my hands, like they were had landed in my hands and I like was going to swat them away. And then I was told, like I received a message in that moment that the bee resembles control and that I have not yet fully surrendered my control because I'm swatting these bees away. They said, let them sit. They will not sting you. But still my ego came in and I swatted them away. I was like, go away. I have to continue my meditation. That's ego. That's control. Because I'm like, my meditation could have simply been to sit there and watch the bees and to just surrender. And so this is why the surrender is the practice. And yes, that requires strength because it requires strength to not give in to the ego, but it's a different type of strength than what we would imagine of like strengthening the body, strengthening like the mental power, the mind. It is still the mind, but it is an act of surrender and trust. Right. That is beautiful. That's so amazing. And what an incredible example. But would you recommend like any, again, this I think goes against everything you just shared, but like any practical exercise you would recommend to people that they can do to find that flow, get into the surrender mode? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So I teach... um, an exercise called the line activation. And this came through for me while I was doing Kundalini yoga back in 2019. I was doing breath of fire and all of a sudden I heard stop. This is the line activation. And my body just started to move and I was just told what to do and how to teach it. So I can give you a video of a tutorial that you can put in your notes so your listeners can watch an actual video of what to do. Um, but the line activation is a combination of movement and breath work and it starts like above the head in prayer position. And then you move your hands down the midline of the body up and down with your eyes closed and breathing, um, that through the time and the line activation is, um, the intention of it is to activate your awareness to these messages that are flowing through you. So essentially to strengthen your intuition to strengthen your connection to this because you're taking a moment out of your day to have a pause to be still well not still in movement but still in mind 
and to allow the energy to flow through you to feel that. So with the line activation, as you're moving, you are mimicking the motion of your messages that come from the universe, move through the body, enter into the earth beneath your feet, because when they come through their energetic transmissions, we can only feel them as emotion. But when they enter into the earth and then they're brought into the physical realm and then come back up into your body, you can receive them as physical messages. Like you can hear the words and whatever, whatever it is that's coming through. This is why you feel that connection because there's a connection moving all the time. And so this line activation supports you in receiving messages. And we share so many different questions and things that you can bring into your line activations and, different journaling prompts to help you take them further. But there are hundreds, if not thousands of people in our community that have developed a daily line activation practice that before had no connection to their messages, their inner knowing, their guidance. And after a daily line activation practice, which doesn't take very long, and then after you finish, you sit in activation, which is like sitting in meditation and just allow yourself to receive. These people are now so connected to their intuition. A lot of people, their lives have totally changed. And so it is this practice, but it is also cultivating that time for yourself to actually be quiet, be still, do not be on your phone, do not have something on the back of your mind, like carve out this time for yourself to get to know yourself without distractions. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I hope that they do this practice and that it helps them. But when you say that people who are using these practices, they have changed their lives. So can we assume that like if we were to tap into this energy and receive that guidance, can we use that to make like crucial decisions in our life? Is, is that how yes. it works or? Okay. Yes. And we, the way we view life is sometimes we think we have these big, it feels like there's big decisions and big moments and big opportunities that come, but the messages that come through are the same size, the same energetic weight. So if you look at a big opportunity in your life or a big change or something that has happened that has been very significant, and then you begin to trace back all the steps that led you to that point, you can most likely trace back for years. And then you see how you were following guidance all the way to get to that point. And maybe sometimes you were off track completely and it took a little bit of time to come back into that guidance. But still, every step you took, you learned. So we're never on the wrong path. We're never doing the wrong thing. These are judgments that we place on ourselves. When we can see ourselves neutrally and just accept ourselves with love. We talk about the middle space a lot, the middle space of perspective, of clarity. When you're in that middle space, not in high, not in low, but in the middle, you can see every decision you've made. You can understand the importance of it, the significance of it, but you can also see where you have been in alignment and where you have not been in alignment. And we actually have workshops um, to support this. They're called Clear the Line. Yes. clear the line, like clear, allow yourself to become clear. There are four workshops in that program. And when you begin to receive these messages with clarity, every single step you take is important. Like you see the importance in everything and you see how everything connects and you're no longer looking for these big moments. You're in that alignment with every single step you take. And you're in that present moment with that awareness, with that stillness, with that presence, with that trust, with that guidance, knowing that whatever it is you're, you're creating in this moment is bringing you down a path of such just amazing opportunities for yourself and, and also the path that your soul has chosen to, to grow. And when I say amazing opportunities, our mind automatically goes to positive opportunities. Yeah. But we must remember that there are blessings and and guidance and learning and gifts in every single experience and that our soul wants the contrast. It wants the pain, it wants the the struggle, it wants the sorrow, it wants a full opportunity to learn and experience from every emotion. And so 
We must allow ourselves to feel it all. And if you're in a hard moment right now, that does not mean you're out of alignment. That means you're in an opportunity of growth. And you can learn so much from this experience that you're moving through. Amazing. And that was actually one of my questions that I wrote down right before the session. Like, because, you know, we talk about vibrations. We talk about raising our vibration so that we can receive guidance from the universe. And people always assume that that has to be in a moment of joy and happiness. But personally, I have experienced like the, the, the deepest connection when I've been at my most miserable, at my saddest and completely feeling completely lost. So thank you. That is so reassuring because there are a lot of people who feel like they're done, like they are just nobody's coming to rescue them. And you don't actually, this is so reassuring because you don't have to look outside for a rescue. You are your own rescue. If you can just find that anchor within your soul, that's, this is so amazing. And I'm glad you mentioned it. So anybody who's feeling like that and people are feeling like that so much these days oh yeah yeah they they would get so 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 much help from that um and i have to ask like when you are in relationship in any kind of relationships not just romantic but any kind of relationship that has a lot of intimacy and closeness in it do you think that could potentially help you like if you're happy in your relationship or if you're not happy in your relationship or if you're trying to forge a deeper connection Do you think how in touch you are with your soul plays a role in that? Oh, absolutely. And it's important to know that the relationships you hold, you have a soul contract with that person. So people are not in your life by accident. We have a little soul contract right now, you and I, to create something and to put it out into the world together. You always have a soul contract with, with whoever, not just a person, animals too, whoever it is that you're in connection with. Before this, a bird hit our window and I went outside and picked the bird up in my hands and it was struggling to breathe. It couldn't breathe. Its neck was broken, but it was still alive and I could tell it was suffering. And sometimes an animal will suffer for a really long time. Like it'll be a really slow and painful death, even though the neck is broken. It can take like 15 minutes. Like that's that's really horrific. And so I took the bird in my hands and I started to give it Reiki and I channeled to it, and I envisioned white light all around it and through it, and within seconds it died. And so I had a soul contract with that bird to help its soul move forward to the next experience. We hold soul contracts with everyone we have a relationship with, soul agreements. Now, some people who are in our life are going to be soul family, and some we will just, not just, but have soul contracts with. Now, soul contracts, um, every person you are going to learn from, and no matter what relationship you're in, you're going to learn from this person. Even the most painful, challenging, difficult relationships, you are learning something. You are growing. You have, before you came into this physical realm, you made an agreement with that soul to meet, to go through an experience together, and then you both learn together. Maybe you part, maybe you have a contract for life, like parents have contracts with their children for for life. Um, Spouses, not necessarily. Sometimes the relationship ends, sometimes it doesn't. And friendships, like there are just so many different types of soul contracts that we can hold. And so when you are in connection with yourself and your messages and your soul, you know if the relationship is finished, like you can feel that energetic shift. You can feel... When that contract is complete, you also can feel what you are bringing to it and what you are receiving from it. It's not just a mundane, forced, anxious, anxious, um, dry, dull, like blah, blah relationship. There's, there's a purpose to it and you can feel that purpose. You know why you're there. It's intentional. The other relationships we hold with like, um, or I mean, soul agreements or soul family and soul family mean that they come from the same star system as you do. And everyone comes from the stars. We're all from the stars planted on the earth to grow. And it's just beautiful when we start to explore that. (laughs) But when you meet your soul family, there is a deep love there that is stronger than a human type of romantic love. Like it's a purposeful love and you're in one another's life 
to be a catalyst of change and to support one another in their growth. So those relationships I have learned can get um, complicated and confused because it is such an intensity that it can be misunderstood as romantic when usually it is not. I dated a soul family member um, in 2019. No, sorry, not 2019. I was married then. 2009. 2009. 2009. <laughs> and it did not work. Like it was very, very intense. And we had such an intensely beautiful connection. But we were not meant to be together romantically. We were meant to be together to learn from one another. And that's how I started to understand soul connections and soul relationships. And then, um, yeah, like the more connected you are into yourself, the more you know if you are forcing something or if you are allowing it to organically happen. Relationships, people do come and go throughout our life. And the pinnacle have said it is as easy as breathing, like allow people to flow in, allow people to flow out with gratitude for every experience, even the painful ones and learn from all of them. Amazing. That's so beautiful. And I think everything you are teaching has like a parallel if for people who don't quite, who are not quite there, you know, where they can take in all this, all these teachings, there is a parallel there. What happens is if you at, at least this is what I feel that if you let go and if you can tap into that flow that happens when you surrender, I think those things that you learn through life experience just becomes a lot easier for you. And I think there's less pain in your life, or at least if it's pain, it's the kind that uplifts you. So yeah, yeah I think. And I mean, I, st- yes. I, I, I have pain. I have days that are really intense. I have emotions that are challenging to feel. We don't bypass that as humans. We allow that to happen, but there's an understanding. I always know I am learning from this. What am I learning about this? I maybe don't know in the moment, but I just, I honestly receive everything as a blessing. I have gratitude for it. And when I start to feel those uncomfortable emotions, I have learned and almost trained myself to just say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And to give gratitude for the experience, which then shifts my energy into a vibration of love. Even if I am feeling really uncomfortable, we are, we are beings of, we are energetic beings. We don't have to feel just one emotion at one time. Like we can have a a wide spectrum of things going on. And just with this soul connection and this understanding of the guidance that flows through, you can surrender to each moment and receive the learning from it instead of running from it, running away from it. And that alone creates more peace because you also know that it will pass. Nothing remains the same. Yes, that's amazing. And I think that's also like very helpful if you're already battling with whatever is going on in your life. But if you can do that battle with an easier frame of mind, by embracing gratitude or by embracing a curious mindset that would at least make the battle a little bit easier. At least you'll come back from a position of strength instead of fear. So that's really helpful. That's amazing. But I need to know, like, if there are any resources that you recommend to the audience that they can use to learn more about the subject? Of course. Well, we have so much on our website, alnwithin.com. Um, I have a weekly podcast that goes out every Monday, the line podcast. There's so much information on the line every single week, the Instagram at ALN within, um, we have a newsletter and then, then honestly, like everything that I've shared, I've channeled myself. And so it's not like there's another book to go out and read because everything I've shared, I've channeled myself. I do have a book coming out, um, May, 2022. So look out for that. But our courses, like we have so many different workshops and courses online that once you purchase them, you own them forever and uh, you can work through them at your own pace. Anyone can do them. Anyone. If you have zero, zero experience within any of this and you're like, I've never, ever done anything like this before, every one of our courses is beginner entry level, but also you can learn from it even if you are like devout spiritual practice for 10 years like there it is they're suitable for everybody so that's what i would recommend rather than reading from someone else 
take the workshop and learn from yourself. Yes, that sounds amazing. I will make sure to share all of these links uh, with my audience. And um, if there was, if you were only allowed to give one advice to the listeners that could help them improve their life, what would that advice be? Dedicate 10 minutes a day of stillness to yourself. Listen to yourself. Begin to pay attention to your body. We are in a time where we are transforming on a energetic level of consciousness, but also a physiological level of the body. We are evolving as a species. This is very amazing that we are going through an evolution of the sapien and we are, we are in this time. And so pay attention to your body because your body is speaking to you all the time. When we say intuition and messages and guidance, that doesn't just mean that you're hearing a voice in your mind, or it does not mean that you have this, this, this idea in your head or this, this feeling. This can also mean a physical sensation in your body. This can mean feeling ill. This can mean feeling energy around your heart space. This can mean your eye twitching. This can mean your head hurting. Like pay attention to the physical sensations in your body and understand that everything is energy. Every physical illness starts as an energetic message. And if it goes unanswered, it will manifest into a physical symptom and it will grow and grow and grow and become an illness. And so pay attention to your body. Take 10 minutes a day to check in with your emotions, check in with your body, do a line activation, or just sit in stillness and listen to what's coming through for you. We are learning how to become soul sovereign beings, which means listening to ourselves. This is going to take time. This is part of the evolution, but it is transforming and we must come back here. And so if you've never done this before, take 10 minutes a day to check in with yourself how do I feel right now? How does my body feel right now? Do a scan through. Where are my emotions? What am I thinking about right now? If something is bothering you, it is going to come up. Then sit in that discomfort. Don't run from it. What are you learning about it? This is how you deepen this practice and this connection and everything you receive. If it is in loving support and brings you relief, it's coming from your Akashic Records. That was the amazing Ashley Wood. If you want to know more about our guest or you want to explore the resources mentioned during the episode, the links will be in the episode description. If you want to dive into similar content, go to my website, kratimehra.com, and there's a whole bunch of them for you to explore. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do rate and review the show on iTunes and share the episode on Instagram. Remember to tag me at mehra underscore krati so that I can thank you for your appreciation. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. Now I'll be back next week. Till then, please do take care of yourself.